Praise the Lord. We welcome you back, church. Shalom. Happy Sunday and good morning. May the peace and blessings of the Lord be with us wherever we take place to worship today. Amen. Would you mind standing together with us from the houses or wherever the place that you are right now? And then greet your neighbor if you have people around you and then say, Happy Sunday. God loves you so much. You are beautiful. Say the blessings words upon your neighbors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate God's goodness today. Would you mind giving him the biggest hands? Come on all together. Bless our those who come in unity to worship the Lord. Come on, church, all together with us we sing.
for enable us to come together in worship. Hallelujah. As we stand before your presence, Lord.
together this morning God. that you unite us in praise and worship to give our offering to you Jesus we thank you for the strength and guidance that you give to us to walk on the rest of the year ahead of us we thank you Jesus our loving God the most precious the first and the last thought of the day we thank you for your presence today and this is our prayer God let all the glory honor thanksgiving power and authority be unto you forever God this is our prayer God in Jesus name all together who are joyful in the Lord all together we say Amen would you mind giving him the biggest hands come on hallelujah Praise the Lord Church, it's time to us to listen for the sermon and today the sermon will be brought by Pastor Paul Wolfenden from Australia. So happy listening and prepare your heart. God bless you. Shalom. It's good to be with you again. And today we are speaking about believers being the salt and the light of the earth. And so let's read first of all from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 13, down to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And then he makes this uh, kind of a command to us. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. We're talking about integrity today. The integrity of the Christian who makes up the integrity of the church. Um, and so what kind of church we have is made up of the type of people uh, that worship and fellowship there so in the book of exodus chapter 19 verse 5 um, i read this now therefore if you will indeed uh, obey my voice and this is the lord talking to his people and keep my covenant then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine and you shall be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. And so the Lord wants to raise up people uh, who will obey him and, and have fellowship with him. But not only that, do the work that he wants you to do in this world. We are called to change the world. And praise God by the power of the Holy Spirit and the work, word of God that we speak out. We're able to do that. So if we look at integrity... Integrity, let me define it to you, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. 
first of all, the church is people. And what the people are is what the church is. And secondly, so it's the people who make each church what it is. Intelligence and ability, education is of importance. But the Holy Spirit anointing combined with the above um, will allow the church to do far more than it can do just with the natural resources. So I, I want to speak to you today about the integrity of preachers and teachers. Integrity is, is so important. Um, and let me repeat what integrity is. It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Can I speak to you preachers and say this? Only preach what you know is true. Don't repeat what somebody else said. Don't repeat what, you know, oh, it sounds good, I'll say that. Find out for yourself whether that is true or whether it's not true. Learn to be a preacher who speaks the truth and not makes up stories or tries to uh, be a big sort of person in the pulpit. And be honest, be yourself, be relaxed and touch the people. And so, first of all, only preach what you know is true. Secondly, don't exercise certain points to get back at people. Oh, so many times I've heard that. So many, many times I've heard preachers getting back at people in the congregation because they've got the pulpit. And, and, uh, that's a, that's a terrible thing. That is no, not in, uh, that is without integrity. Uh, don't use the pulpit as a weapon against those you don't like. And three, your standard of integrity is what you are. That's your standard. And the fourth thing, you can't preach one thing and live another. You can't preach love your wife and then constantly fight and argue with her. If there is conflict get in your marriage, get counselling from a qualified counsellor. And who is a qualified counsellor? I, I feel I should mention this, it's important. A qualified counsellor is one who not only has the academic ability or, um, you know, has, has wisdom, but also has a lifestyle that goes along with the education that they have. Um, people can be well-meaning, but uh, don't understand the root of the problem. And so um, make sure that if you're getting counselling from someone who knows how to counsel and, and their lifestyle matches what they say. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, from verse 13 to 16, and I, maybe I should read this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? Then it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Three things uh, Jesus mentions in Matthew chapter 5, between 13 and 16. First of all, you are the salt of the earth. Um, men of good, or men and women of good moral and ethical um, uh, way of living. Nobody can do that for you. That's a lifestyle that you have to develop. You have to say, I'm going to be ethical in all that I do. I'm going to be have the right moral principles to live by. And only you can do that. The second thing, he says that you're the light of the world. Now, light light not only illuminates, but brings understanding. And um, uh, you can let what you know, what you love, what is in you come out into the world, or you can conversely, you can hide your light and have um, no effect on those around you. 
is only as the light of the Holy Spirit shines uh, through how you speak and behave that he has effect in people's lives. So your lifestyle, your behavior must uh, uh, must be equivalent to what you say. You can't say one thing and then live another kind of life. Um, that's hypocritical. But none of us are perfect, but we try to live what we speak. And so he says, you're the light of the world and, and then encourages us to let this light shine, not for our glory, but for the glory of, of God. So we're the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. He said the city can't be hit at night time when it's all lit up. And um, in my younger days, I, I did a lot of traveling between uh, cities, uh, preaching in this town and that town and that town. And often I traveled overnight to the next town. And um, it was always good to come over the top of a hill and then see the city stretched out before you with all the lights on. And uh, that was always a, a good feel. Don't forget Australia is a huge country and we sometimes we travel two and three, four hours between between cities, between towns. And um, it was always a good feel to see the lights when you came over a, a hill and uh, there was a city stretched out before you. So you can't hide a city in the nighttime. It's lit up and it's beautiful. And um, then then Jesus said, it's only as the light of the Holy Spirit shines through our speech and behavior that it has an effect. So your, your speech and your behavior, what you say, how you act, is all important to your testimony. And make sure that your behavior is, is uh, compatible uh, with what you say to be an honest Christian. The third thing, you don't light a lamp or turn a lamp on today and and allow it to, to shine. Put it in a cupboard or somewhere and turn it on. No, you put the light on, you put it in the room so they can um, illuminate the whole room. And, and Jesus said, let your light shine like that, uh, that what you are will always People will always know what you are because of the way you behave, the way you speak, the way you act. You don't always have to say, I'm a Christian, this is what I believe. No, you're, sometimes the way you behave, your speech, your action, people notice, hey, you're different. You're not like us. You're, you're different. And praise God, we are different by His grace and by the Holy Spirit. We are. And so... Let me go back to the word of God. You are the light of the world. Um, no, does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand? So it gives light to all who are in the house. As we live the Christian life and as we show the love of God, as we um, do what we believe God would have us to do, we don't always have to stand up and preach on the, on the street corner. Although I did that a lot when I was young. Um, when I was younger, uh, the church that uh, we served in um, on uh, Saturday night and Sunday night um, went down into the shopping center and there um, uh, we, we preached. We had uh, permission from the shop that we stood under. He left his lights on outside. We stood under the awning and there for a one hour on Saturday night and Sunday night, uh, we preached. Yes, of course, we were hissed at and booed and all kinds of stuff, but it didn't matter. Uh, the word of God was going out and people stopped and listened also. And, um, and so, um, yeah, that, that was a good time for me because I grew up in that atmosphere in a church where you took your Christianity outside and, um, and you stood with the men on the street corner. And somebody had a piano accordion and we sang 
and uh, then one by one we were given three or four minutes just to speak something and then moved back in the circle and we sang again and then and that was a great time it lasted for about an hour we did it an hour before church on Sunday night and then we did it about seven o'clock on a Saturday night because in those days people uh, uh, sort of shopped at night time in, in a sense of window shopped at the night time people got out and walked around and there were a lot of people on the streets and, and uh, so that was a effective way of evangelism for that church that I grew up in and um, and the thing that impressed me as a boy growing up in that church that the men in the church were strong it, it was the men who went down on the street corner and preached it was the men who suffered abuse it was men who were even spat at at times but it was the men who stood up and they were um, a tremendous example to me as a boy that this is how Christian men behavior, uh, behave, sorry. And I would encourage you, uh, older Christians, to let your light shine before younger Christians so they might see the way you live and, and the way you speak and the way you act and the way you behave. Um, uh, that church, uh, it was a mother church to quite a number of churches and, and we built a lot of churches and so as a teenager, I was, uh, even though I was a terrible carpenter, um, couldn't knock a nail in straight. But even so, I was out there with the men on Saturday morning and we went and we, you know, we built buildings, uh, built church buildings. And so I was with the men in the church a lot and I appreciated them and, and I respected them. And I listened to their speech and I listened to the way they communicated. And these were good Christian men who taught me a lot, not by sitting me down and, 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 and teaching me, but by their lifestyle and by their, what they did. And so uh, when Jesus said, let your light so shine before men, it's the way you behave, it's the way you act. And, and certainly, too, when the pressure of life comes on, when things don't only go good, when they... Um, uh, it's a bit tough uh, that's the way you behave then that people notice I mean anybody can be a good Christian when everything is great but when things start to go against you when things uh, you know, come against you then it, it's difficult and we were educated or we were we were helped by the men in the church uh, and um, for when we went out into uh, our jobs in the world and as uh, we went to uh, university or, or even in, in high school and, and university and into employment, um, it was the men, in a sense, who gave us our training without deliberately sitting down and doing it, but just their lifestyle, the way they spoke, the way they behaved, um, uh, that trained us to uh, be prepared for what we would find in the world and so that we could cope with what we were walking into. Um, and, and praise God that most of the young men in the church that I grew up in um, continued on in their Christian life, their Christian faith, and even today serving God. So um, the, the people in the church, I mainly spoke to, speak to men, the men in the church have a great effect upon the boys uh, growing up in the church. So make sure that you, your light shines. It shines brightly, it shines well, it shines with purity and consistency. Not saying one thing today, another thing tomorrow, but let your light shine so that the younger people coming on see how you behave, how you act, how you act in adversity. Um, and, uh, and so they get a grasp of real Christianity. And so, um, Jesus said, let your light so shine before the world. And he also says a city that um, can't be hidden. You know, when I was younger, as I said, I did a fair bit of traveling and it was always so good to come over the top of the hill and see the town stretched out with all the lights on and, and you know that you, you're close and um, there's a, there was a motel or somewhere where you were heading for uh, so, so you get asleep. Um, so 
no matter how dark the world is, let your light shine. And uh, you don't have to be arrogant. You don't have to be um, uh, put people down. Just be normal. Be who you are. And uh, your behavior, your speech, your care, your love will uh, be a testimony to who you are and, and to the graciousness of God. So let uh, go back to Matthew chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's good for nothing. Well, um, thank goodness for salt. You know, we put it in vegetables when we're cooking. We put it in on meat when we're cooking to, to bring out the flavor. Um, and, and so as Christians, maybe we can bring out the flavor in the society that are around us for good. You are the light of the world. City that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So, deliberately lighting a light, maybe when the sun goes down, and so it can um, help the people that are in the house, or help you to read. Um, man, how many of you spent hours and hours studying um, because you had a lamp on your desk and that gave light to the books that you were trying to study? Um, and um, so I want to encourage you. You might not feel you're a strong Christian. You might not feel that you are incredibly brave. You might not feel that you have much to offer, but your lifestyle is a testimony to who you are. When I uh, worked in hospital laboratories uh, and I moved from one laboratory to the other, uh, even though your reputation went before you, um, but as I lived that Christian life in that laboratory, um, and then of course it had repercussions as well as people um, uh, identifying with you. Um, but I had to maintain a constant Christian ethic, constant Christian uh, morality in that laboratory. And some people set out to trick you. Some people set out to, to you know, to try and fool you, to make a, make a, a mess of your life. Um, but um, thank God for the Holy Spirit who is with us and warns us and helps us in those those times. Um, what you have is precious. The light of God that you have is very precious, and it, it, it can change the lives of men and women, men and women who are suffering, men and women who have great shame in their life because of something they did. Your love for God, your love for people can change lives. And so we're encouraged to let this light of ours shine and um, so that people will bring glory to God, not to you, but to God. Um, because they know who you are and what you are. So the light of the Holy Spirit shines through your speech and through your behavior, and he has effect upon people. Um, many times you don't have to tell people you're Christian. They know you're Christian because of the way you speak and because of your behavior. Um, and that's a good testimony in itself. So I just want to encourage you. Um, and we're living today in uh, difficult times because of the uh, pandemic that is around the world. Um, and I want to encourage you uh, during this time and during lockdown, if you're in a, in a country that's in lockdown, um, to uh, just keep your focus on God, just keep your focus, because it can be a worrying time for some people, it can be a frightening time for some people. Um, and, but keep your focus on God and know this, you, you know, your hand is, your life is in God's hands and, and he's there for you. And no matter what happens, he's there for you. And so during this 
um, quite difficult time around the world. I thank God for the peace that Christians can have in their mind, uh, the peace they can have in their heart, um, knowing this, that God is still in charge. God is still in control. Um, so keep your focus on him. Keep his word in your heart and in your mind. And we'll come through it. And we'll come through it stronger than when we went in because the testing time always makes you stronger uh, when you come through. So uh, I just encourage you to keep focused on God and, 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 and keep believing. Now, the next thing that I want to share with you um, is about prayer. During this time, it's important to pray. Um, there's so many things stacked up against we Christians, and I mean spiritually stacked up against us. Uh, the devil is constantly trying to tear us down, uses people to do that, of course, um, and, and to try and destroy our, our testimony. But I want to share with you this afternoon that it's the power of prayer that can change things. Oh, I thank God for prayer. And over the years that I've served the Lord, I've been uh, faithful in, in praying, faithful in believing God, and he's uh, always uh, come through. And um, we are uh, so blessed to be able to pray. Just think that you can communicate with the God of heaven, that, that you have the ability to, to speak to the God of heaven and he is listening to what you have to say. That's how important you are to him. And so um, prayer is power. I know that's a slogan that's been used a million times, but it's it's true. Prayer is power. If you don't pray, you're powerless. If you do pray, there's power in your prayer. Every preacher knows that we've got to pray before we preach. If we don't preach, we're just uh, touching people's heads or maybe their emotion. But when we pray and sincerely pray and sincerely spend time with God over what we're going to say, we touch their soul and their spirit. That's where we touch the innermost part of the, of the being. And so prayer is so important. And for you preachers, don't get in the pulpit unless you spent time in prayer. And... Uh, uh, every every famous preacher knows that his power is not in his ability, not in his education, but it's in his prayer. That's what makes the difference. And so let me encourage you to pray. And um, you can pray anywhere. I mean, it's, it's great to have. I have this wonderful office. I can come out here and shut the door and uh, it's private and... Um, and I, I can I pray here. I also use the lounge room in the, in, in the house at night time. Uh, I get up. I, I pray a lot between midnight and 3 a.m. And now I'm not asking you to do that. That's just me. And uh, somewhere between there, I get up for an hour or two and uh, I pray because the world is quiet and everything is quiet. And I find that's a good time for me. Other times I use the office here. Uh, to pray so uh, find a, a prayer place find a place of prayer for you um, in the front of our house we are surrounded by gardens at the front and um, in one area which is quite private uh, I have a chair there and I sit on the chair and I use that as a place of prayer so find a place or places of prayer that you can feel this is this is my place of prayer this is where i pray or i pray here and i also pray there but make it that special place for you so that um when you go there you know hey i'm here to pray prayer is the power of your life it's the power of your christian life and if you're a preacher it's a power of your preaching um we're very early in my in, in my preaching life and I started to preach when I was 16, not because I was good, but because I had nobody else. But I learned uh, from other preachers uh, that the power of my preaching was not in my intelligence, but in the power 
of prayer and um, um, and men of God taught me um, not in an in a education sense but just talking with them and they taught me uh, how to pray and when to pray and uh, and the importance of prayer and I'm thankful to those men of God who taught me that um, and I've continued on um, and I, I really appreciate those men in my church when I was a boy and I still remember them um, who took time to to talk to this boy to talk to me and 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 to encourage me in the things of God uh, not lecture me um, but to encourage me and, and by their lifestyle too that was the biggest testimony their lifestyle um, and I really enjoyed those men I really loved those men because they were very very important to me as a boy growing up so um, let your light shine before God that people may see your good work not God's good work but your good work and they know you're Christian and they see your good work and they glorify God because they know that, that you belong to God and they give him praise and honour and glory and so that's a wonderful thing um, so God bless you Thank you for tuning in. And I want to pray for you now before I go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all those who are listening now and will listen in the future. I pray, Lord, that what I've said, something I've said will encourage them and this, and your word might encourage them to who they really are. They are the salt of the earth. And, and Lord, I don't want any of them to lose their flavor, but to maintain the purity of, of being salt in this earth so we can change this earth and, and, and bring it into uh, the presence of God. So thank you for these people. I lift them up to you. Ask your blessing upon them and their families. And, um, and Lord, I may never meet them. That's not important. The important thing is that your Holy Spirit knows who they are. And so... I commit them to you through Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.